Hazreti Resul Ekrem ve Nebi Muhterem sallallahu teala aleyhi ve sellem Efendimiz Hazretlerinin aziz pak münevver mutahhar ruh şeriflerine salavat-ı şerife getirenlerin ahir ve akıbetleri hayır ola. Âlâ ezvâcı tâhirâti evlâdı Resûl-i Eshâbı'nın efendilerimizin Sayr-ı Enbiya-i Azam ve Resûl-i Kirâm Hazret-i Erbah Şeriflerine Pirimiz Bilal-i Habeşi radiyallahu anh efendimizin Mühmendâr-ı Resûl-i Kibriya Eyyub Sultan Halid Benzer Ebe Eyyub-i Ansari radiyallahu anh Şah Murşidan, Şah Hacı Muhammed Bahadî Nakşibendil Buhari Mevlânâ Celâdîn Rûmme Mevlânâ Zerdîdîn Hâdil Bağdâdî Sâhibü Zaman Kıbletül İslâm Şeyh Mevlânâ Muhammed Nazım Adil Hakani Sâhibü Seyf Şeyh Abdülkim Kıbrisi Rabbânî Kadr Sallâhu Asarrum Hâzır Arvâhî için Hâdımül Harimeyni Şerîfen Yavuz Sultan Selim Han Ebil Fatih El-Mağazî Fatih Sultan Mehmed Han Ve Sardar-ı Hakan Sultan Abdülhamid Han Cennet Mekan Firdavus-i Aşen Hâzırın Arvâhına ve Avni Enayetine Ala husus mucaminin bayinisi ve bugüne kadar içerisinden gelmiş geçmiş İmam Muazzin Kayyim cemaatin ve kafihimin ilem-i ervahi için Allah rızası için el-Fatiha. Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. İnna Allahu ve melaiketuhu yüselluna alennebi. Ya eyyuhallezine aminu sallu aleyhi ve sellimu teslima. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمدًا رسول الله أشهد أن محمدًا رسول الله هيا على الصلاة هيا على الصلاة هيا على الفلاح هيا على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسولنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Nahmadullah ta'ala wa nafsafir ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. Ashadu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan abduhu wa habibuhu wa rasuluh. Sallallahu alayhi wa la alihi wa zwajihi wa ashabi tabi'i khulafi rahim mahdim min ba'di. Huzayn matiala tahqiq, huzuzan minhum ala al-amniyuti khulafi rasulala tahqiq, umaril mu'minin, hazreti Abu Bakr wa Muslimin Ali, wa ala bahi ashabi tabi'in, uzirna wa ta'ala huma ajma'in. Ya ayyuhal mu'minin hazirun. Yutakumullah ta'ala, inna Allahumma al-lazhin qal-lazhinahum muhsinin. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Salatu ve selamu ala eşrafil anbiya'nin mürselin. Seyyidina Mevlana Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain. All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the universes. All praises are due to Allah who says, in suratul ala, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So remind, if the reminder should benefit. He who fears will be reminded. But the unfortunate one will avoid it. The one who will enter the greatest fire where there is neither dying nor living. The one who purifies himself has succeeded. 
and makes zikr of the name of his Lord and prays. But you prefer the life of this dunya. Even though the Ahirat is better and more everlasting, truly, this is in the earliest scriptures, the scriptures of Ibrahim and Musa. Sadaqallah al-Azim. May all peace and blessings be on but the Imam of the Messengers, Sayyidina Muhammad wasalam. Hazrat Umar radiallahu an says that the Holy Prophet wasalam, said, Send salawats upon me abundantly on the illuminated night and the illuminated day, the night and the day of Juma, for your salawats are presented to me and I make dua for you and seek forgiveness on your behalf. May peace and blessings be upon him and upon his noble family, and upon his blessed companions, especially upon the four Khulafa Rashidin, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Omar Farooq, Hazrat Osman al-Ghani, and Hazrat Ali al-Murtaza, and all those who follow them until the last day. May peace and blessings be upon the Mashaykh of the Naqshbandi Tariqat, the masters of training the nafs. May peace and blessings be upon the Ottoman Sultans, who lived for Allah, died for Allah, and built the greatest civilization in history to honor Allah, His Prophet, and their friends. May Allah love those who love them. May Allah disgrace those who hate them. Ya yuhal mu'minun, O believers, all praises are due to Allah who brought us to the last Juma of the month of Safar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from His anger. And may he allow us to enter into the month of Rabi'ul Awal, inshallah, with his pleasure and the pleasure of those whom he loves. O believers, Hazrat Abu Hurairah radiallahu an once asked the Holy Prophet, wasalam, Ya Rasulullah, who will be that fortunate person who will get shafa'at from you on the day of judgment? The Holy Prophet wasalam, replied, Ya Abu Hurairah, I knew you would be the first to ask me about this because of your enthusiasm for hadith. The fortunate person who will gain my intercession will be that person who says, La ilaha illallah, sincerely from his heart. We should look at the words of the Holy Prophet carefully. He did not just say the person who says, La ilaha illallah. He is saying, the one who says it sincerely from his heart. So what is the sincerity or the reality of saying La ilaha illallah? That there is nothing worthy of worship, there is no ilah except for Allah. Imam Ahmad Farooq al-Sihindi, al-Rabbani Kadazasir, our Grand Sheikh is saying, safety is impossible. Until the ego is cleaned and cleansed from the filth that is its insane desire to be a king. You must struggle to heal this disease of the heart so that you don't reach everlasting death. The beautiful zikr of La ilaha illallah has been given to stop the worship of all false ilahs, whether they be beyond the horizon or inside of yourself. This is very useful in purifying the nafs and cleaning it. The masters of the tariqat, may Allah make their secrets holy 
chose this kalimatayib to cleanse the nafs. Until you sweep the street with a broom of la, you will not arrive to the kervan serai of illallah. Whenever the nafs is rebellious and breaks the promise, your faith should be renewed with this. This is why Holy Prophet said, renew your faith with the saying, La ilaha illallah. The shaykhs of this tariqah are teaching not only to say the words of the kalima, but to put it into our lives, into practice, by struggling against the ego that declares itself an ilah and learning about the dirtiness of the ego that is inside of us, that is sitting on the throne of Allah. Sahib al-Sayf, Shaykh Abdul Karim al-Kibri, Siyara Bani Tadasir is saying, if a man is carrying proudness, anger, stubbornness, and envy, jealousy, then he has inherited four secrets from shaitan. His appearance is of a human, but his actions and everything is shaitanic. Holy Prophet is saying, there is no shafaat for these four characteristics. And he said that every man, in their nature, in the way that they are born, they have them. Those are the characteristics of the ego. And you have to work on it. You have to pound on it. You have to knock it down to finish it. Otherwise, that overtakes you. And when that overtakes you, under the name of worshipping Allah, you are worshipping your ego. That is why the Holy Prophet is saying, remove everything that you have built in your heart. La ilaha illallah. Remove all things that you have built in your heart. Accept Allah, illallah. And all that man is preparing, running and making all these plannings and games, thinking about Allah, it is only an imaginary Allah that you are building for yourself. You cannot reach to that station. In order for you to reach to that station, you need the prophetic secret to reach there to understand. Otherwise, you are building in your own self, in your own mind, different kinds of gods about which is said, there is no God but Allah. La ilaha illallah. Remove all the gods. In the words of Sahib al-Sayyid, they are haq. In the hadith from Hazrat Abu Hurairah radiallahu an, Holy Prophet is saying that his shafaat is for whoever sincerely says, La ilaha illallah from the heart. And Shaykh Andy is giving a hadith saying that for whoever has those four shaitanic characteristics, there is no shafaat. So what is the meaning? That if a man still has proudness, anger, stubbornness and jealousy, that man is not capable to say La ilaha illallah sincerely from his heart. Why? Because that man is in fact worshipping to his own ego. His ego has become his ilah. As Imam Rabbani is saying, that man is making his own ego to be his king. That man is not sweeping his heart clean with the broom of la to put Allah on the throne of the heart. Instead, his heart has already been conquered by his ego. And that la ilaha illallah that he is saying, it is fake. So I will say he was explaining how these bad characteristics are tied together. 
and how they are destroying us if we let them take over us. He is saying, if a man is proud, then the fire is going to touch that one. Then it's impossible for a man to escape because all this life is given to us to get rid of the wrong characteristics of our ego and to turn those wrong characteristics into good characteristics to be servants. And the servant has no right to be proud. Servant. Allah is the creator. And we are creatures. The creature has no right to be proud. Proudness is not accepted. Proudness is making man to fall to the lowest place, the lowest of the lowest. So Holy Prophet is saying, if you are carrying any one of these four characteristics, no shafaat, no intercession will be given to you. There cannot be shafaat for them. And if there is no shafaat, then the person is entering into the fire. The first one of the four characteristics is anger. Who was the first angry one? The first one who got angry. Who was that one? Shaitan. He got angry in the divine presence to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The anger is the last station of a man, of a creature that is existing, saying, I am existing. You are not. I am. That's what ego says. You are there and I'm here. And Allah is saying, curse to that ego. Put him to the fire. Anger and proudness. Shaitan was proud, thinking, I'm doing all this worship. I'm so big and high. You just created this mankind, Adam, and I'm going to make sajda to this one. I am better. When he said, I am better, he became a proud one. He said, I am better. And instantly, everything he did, became zero. When he became proud, he became angry to Allah. The proudness and anger came to him because he was jealous. He saw Adam salam, and he looked at Maqam al-Mahmud. All this time that he was worshipping, he was worshipping to that Maqam. He looked at it saying, this is not for the angels. This is not for the other jinns, and this is not for other creatures, so it must be for me. That was the highest station, and he was worshipping to that. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam salam, as soon as he looked at Adam, he looked at Maqam al-Mahmud saying, this just fits to him. The throne is just for him, not for me. He knew the knowledge right away. So he said, all this time, I have been worshipping with the aim of winning this, and now it's coming to zero for this one? He was keeping hasad. He was jealous of Adam salam. Because he was jealous and proud, he was angry. Because he was jealous and proud, he was angry. Proudness and jealousy made him to become angry and committed the wrongdoing. Allah said, make sajda. He said, no. Allah said, no. And then he became stubborn. So now, the stubbornness. These characteristics, as Shaykh Andy is saying, make a man to become shaitanic. When a man's ego is not under control, and when that man takes on these shaitanic characteristics, it is the most 
dangerous position for a person to be in. Sultan al-Awliya is saying, people's nafs are the female partner of shaitan. When they meet, evil deeds come. When a man and woman meet, there comes a child. When shaitan meets with the nafs, evil deeds come to life. Marriage of shaitan and nafs comes to life. Who cannot control his nafs, shaitan rides him, shaitan resides with him, they fall into evil deeds, sink into it. Evil deeds rain upon them. We seek protection in Allah. Mankind is not here to do bad deeds. Nafs, when people's nafs meet with shaitan, out comes an evil deed because our nafs is a female shaitan. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Surely man's ego, nafsul amara, often incites to evil unless my Lord shows mercy. Sadaqallah lazim. Who wants the mercy of Allah? Saying, Ya Rabbi, don't leave me in the hands of my nafs. Allah protects them. Who doesn't seek Allah's support? How can he survive? When someone falls into a swamp, he tries to save himself. As he struggles, he goes deeper. So someone outside has to give his hand, throw a stick, a rope, a wheel. Without someone's help, he can't get out of that swamp. Every time he tries, he jumps, he goes deeper. For this reason, our master prayed to Allah to protect us from falling into the hands of our nafs. Nafs makes us a non-believer in an instant. Nafs does not let us walk on the right path. When it finds a way, it follows shaitan. If death comes, when it's following shaitan, if a person dies, he dies as a non-believer. And the words of Sultan al-Awliya, they speak the truth. May Allah protect us from dying such a death. The ayat is clearly saying, and Shaykh Maulana is clearly explaining, that the ego is going to push us to evil unless Allah shows mercy to us. We cannot survive without that mercy. The mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the mercy to the universes. Rahmata lil alameen. And that mercy continues with his inheritors. Sahib al-Sayyid is talking about how that mercy comes to us, saying, unless the love of Allah and the love of his Prophet is stronger in our hearts, we cannot get rid of the fake ilahs we have. And the only way we can get rid of it is we have someone showing us the right way. We cannot just sit and say, I know already. Prophets came to teach people, to show them who they are. Who are we? Allah is teaching us through the prophets, who are we and who is he? Not only who are we, but also who is he? Who is Allah? The prophets came to teach us two things. One to teach us who we are, then to teach us who is our Lord. So look at what Shah Fandi is saying. First, we must learn who we are. And then we can learn who is our Lord. And to know who we are, 
they are going to show us the evil that is inside us, that is blocking us from being what we are, from blocking us from being what our identity is. We are so blind that we don't know what is inside us. Just like the story that Maulana Rumi Karazasir tells of the man who swallowed the snake, that snake inside, that poison snake, would kill him. And that wise man came seeing that and forced the man to eat so many apples and then to run top speed, whipping the man as he ran until the man vomited out that snake while he was being forced to run. When he didn't understand what was hiding in his stomach, he was cursing to the wise man, calling him a zalim and a wrong one. But once that snake was thrown up, he started praising him, calling him an angel, a king, a prince. He asked that wise man why he didn't tell him that a snake was inside him while he was forcing him to run. And the wise man said, if I had even said a hint about it, you would have melted into water. If I told you about the danger of that snake, the fear would have taken your breath of life away. Muhammad said, If I speak truly about the description of the enemy which is inside you, even the gallbladders of brave men would burst. They would not travel on the roads, nor would they be concerned about any other work, nor would endurance remain in their hearts for dua for, or strength for fasting and namaz. They would become as nothing like a mouse before a cat or a lamb before a wolf. The wise man said, you would not have had the strength for eating the apples, nor would you have been awake enough to vomit. I heard you cursing me. I heard your abuse and went on with my work. And I kept saying in a whisper dua, Ya Rabbi, Make it easy. I had no permission to speak about what was happening, and yet I had no ability to talk about leaving you. I kept reciting in every breath, in every moment, from my inner pain, the dua of the Holy Prophet, Guide my people, for they do not know. And the words of that friend of Allah, speak the truth. There is no way of bringing that snake out without a guide, without a wise one, without a shaykh or a murshid. The murshid is continuing the mercy of Allah that came through rahmatalil alameen to us in this time. Sultan al is saying, it is important for a Muslim to try a treatment for himself to save himself from these four bad characteristics. Even one of them prevents a person to come into paradise. It must be taken from him. He may do this by himself. No one can. Even a doctor cannot treat himself. But he is calling another doctor saying, I cannot treat myself. Don't think that a person may read books and may be able to treat or cure himself. It is impossible. 
there must be someone, a doctor, to make that one, to be clean, to be treated and cured, to be healthy. If you are not curing yourself, you should be cured before you die or through your grave or on Yamul Mahshar, if it is not enough, through the fire of hells, you must be clean. And then you enter paradise. We have such bad characteristics. We need someone to give us good attributes. And they do not come through reading books, but through one's friends. By looking at a person's friends, you may know his character. Therefore, Allah Almighty sent prophets as medicine. By looking at a person's friends, you may know his character. A bad character is contagious, like a sickness. Therefore, Allah sent prophets as medicine. Prophets are not angels. They are of mankind and know everything about human nature. Whoever sits with them absorbs good characteristics. Sultanul Awliya speak the truth. A person must sit with a shaykh and must understand that the shaykh is like that wise man who is trying to pull that snake out. Islam is submission. Until a man submits, he is still not saying La ilaha illallah from his heart. He is still worshipping to the fake idols he had made inside of himself. This is the most serious matter. Sahibul Sayyid is saying, if you know that part, then you get more scared, more fearful, more delicate, more easygoing with everything around them. You don't go to say then to that one who's controlling the steering, who's driving and who's rough and tough, saying, you're too rough, Sheh. Who are you to say that to your Sheh? Is he rough and tough to himself? Yes, to himself, very, very rough and hard. He even forgets to eat for days. If somebody doesn't put in front of him, he forgets to eat. Allah, Allah. But he doesn't forget the problem of his people. Even if he speaks to them or not, even if he answers them or not, he tries to fix their problems. Allah, Allah. This classroom is a good classroom. It just takes some discipline, nothing else, and obedience by yourself, not by force. There are ways to do those things too. But we say, do it by yourself. If you think that you are from the humankind, if you think that you have been created to this world to understand, to know Allah, to love Allah and to worship Allah, it's because Allah is asking you for worship through obedience and through love, not through anger, not through ways saying, oh, I didn't want to do this, but I have no choice. Yes, so many are doing that. If there's no love, then nothing's going to move. Through love, you can move mountains. The love is missing. Look at yourself. Allah is not disconnecting. Allah is not cutting. 
you are cutting yourself from that love because you are turning your direction to other things. You started loving other things. That's what happened to you. That is the problem. And when you are feeling, yes, when I'm not around this community, when I'm not around this sheikh, I feel lonely. I feel that I'm away. I feel that I'm disconnected from my family. That is the time that inside you, you are really building something. Something is being built there. When your own family seems strangers, when they are disobedient to Allah, then they become strangers to you. Wake up to yourselves for your own good. Don't fool yourselves. That's because times have changed. It's very bad. Aren't you listening? If you're thinking that I'm saying otherwise, then Shaykh Mawlana, aren't you listening to what he's saying? He's saying all are running towards hell. Exception are a couple of people around. The rest are heedless, headless, gaflet, foolish and sleeping people. Isn't that what he's saying all the time? Welcome to you, O mental house people. Are you understand what he means? Yeah. Mental house people, meaning you are still an animal. Meaning you lost your mind. You have no mind. And? This is a mental house. It's a possibility that we may work on you and you may come out from that sickness when you understand what you are. Welcome to the mental house. So wake up to yourselves. This world didn't just happen just like that. And you didn't just happen just like that too. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you and He gave care to you and you think that you have a value, if you think that you don't have a value, you have a value, but your value only comes through obedience to your Lord and through asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking has to teach you how to run and how to learn and how to progress. You cannot be in the same heedless and headless station in the same circle going around day and night, 24 hours a day. You must wake up, you must remove that glaze that is glazing your eyes, that's making you to see yourself, that you have reached to the top. Look down under your feet. Never look up. You'll be all right then. All this is happening because of your ego. The ego is your worst enemy. The ego will not rest until the last breath. It will not rest until the last breath. And the ego has so many tricks. If you fix it from one side, then it's going to come to you from the other side. If you're going to become disobedient to your master, it's going to cut your neck off right there. So you cannot take care of your ego by yourself. Impossible. These are Sahih Sahib's words. If we listen to them, inshallah, Rahman, we reach to mercy. If we lose them, then our ego is going to cut our neck off. That is the reality. We are entering to the month of Mewlid. People ask for Shabbat. Holy Prophet said, My Shabbat is for the people of major sins amongst my Ummat. If we don't look at ourselves, 
and understand the big sins that we are doing. If we think we are innocent, if we worship the fake ilas that we made inside ourselves, we are not going to reach to that shafat. If we understand our own dirtiness and come to the mercy of Allah with humbleness and understanding our need, that time that shafat may reach to us. May Allah save us from ourselves, from the disaster in dunya and akhirat. May Allah save us from our ego. May Allah save us from the joining of our ego in shaitan. May Allah save us from bad characteristics that are the inheritance of shaitan. May Allah not make our life and our efforts be waste. May Allah not let us turn at the last moment. May Allah keep love in our hearts. May Allah let us to reach to the shafat of the Holy Prophet May Allah let us reach to the shafat of our Shaykh. Amin. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah.